0: This is pretty special. You guys are going to have a great day.
1: 100 is a special number, a cause for celebration. That is the rule in the pre-dawn hours of this day. Help okay, with
0: your name. Larry Bettenhausen
2: with a B.
3: Oh, are you part of the auto team?
2: Oh yeah, from Tinley Park. Yeah, I'm at Tinley Park Bettenhausen, yes. <laughs> Yes.
3: God bless. I know you're going to have a fabulous time today. Well,
2: I'm looking forward thank to it. Thank you for it. your
3: service and thank you for being with us.
2: I
1: appreciate
0: you're it. Going to be on the blue team. Okay. Blue, blue team. team. All right.
1: This day marks the 100th flight for Honor Flight Chicago since its founding in 2008. The veterans who will be part of it are checking in for their day of honor and thanks.
0: MITG. Yes. L? Charles? Yes. L? Yes. Okay.
3: Well, welcome to Honor Flight Chicago. You're on our special 100 flight.
0: Oh, thank you. Okay,
3: I'm sending you to camp. Are they going to suit you up? Okay, get ready to ship you out. <laughs> My name's Pat, hi. I say,
0: what, did
2: I win something that I didn't know about? <laughs> You're here, aren't
3: you? Yes. And we're so happy that you are. Thank you so much for your service. Help me with your name.
2: It's going to be a smart ass and tell you. It's Harvey Wallbanger.
3: <laughs> I'd love one right now. <laughs>
2: Like every
1: flight, number 100 will serve up a smorgasbord of emotion. Tears from memories of loss, joy from a feeling of camaraderie, laughter, sometimes from military humor.
3: And here's, we printed up some business cards. If you see somebody today you want to stay in touch with, you can just exchange cards. Wonderful. And I don't want you to volunteer for anything, and don't sign anything, and don't play cards with the Marines, okay? (laughs) <laughs> and welcome home, sir. Have a great day today. Thank you, darling. Okay.
2: You people are wonderful. I want like you know that.
1: Over the years, Honor Flight Chicago has built an extraordinary army of volunteers, many who've been at it for more than a decade, and some who don't let distance diminish their contributions. Ken Frank now lives in Nashville. But you came, you come back for these events.
0: I, not for all of them, but as many as I can. Yes, sir, and absolutely. This,
1: and you came back for this because it's number 100.
0: Yes, sir. What a special flight, isn't it?
1: Well, you went with your dad in 2011, did you say, or about, about 2011 that? 2011
0: or 2012, what a, what a special day it was. That guy couldn't remember what he had for breakfast, but years later, before he passed, He would always say how much he remembered about his day in Washington, D.C. When I saw that, because he was, you know, the old, hardened World War II vet, when I saw how it affected him, why wouldn't a person want to help as many veterans as they can have this one special day?
1: have you been here for?
2: Uh, More than half, because I started in uh, 2011. My dad was a World War II vet, and he was on a flight, and I was here for the welcome home, and I thought, wow, this is pretty cool. So I started volunteering then, and uh, ever since. This
1: is Gary Washburn, did you ever imagine when uh, when you started volunteering that we'd get to the point where at the end of this year, we will have flown almost 10,000 vets to D.C. for a day of honor and thanks? That's pretty cool.
2: It is. It's unbelievable, really. And when the, the organization started out, it was strictly focused on World War II, and then obviously worked through all those hundreds and hundreds of uh, vets, and then ne- what next? And they made the decision to keep going. for Honor Flight 100 with Honor
4: Flight Chicago.
1: There are 117 veterans on this flight. Among them, Air Force Staff Sergeant Mark Gannon, who was a flight engineer in World War II. Sergeant Gannon is 100 years old. Army Sergeant Don Webster, who had top secret clearance to radio strike coordinates in Korea. Don is 90. Two brothers whose military service overlapped in Vietnam. The vast majority on this trip are Vietnam veterans like Alfonso Aguilar, who served with a roving artillery unit.
2: I was on a 155 Hauser. So we moved around all over Vietnam. We were in like Chu Lai, Da Nang, Modoc, Dak Pho. We were backing up the 101st Infantry. So wherever they went, we were like five miles away in case they needed us. I was like all over the place. How long have
1: you waited to go on this flight?
2: I was supposed to go last year, but I, had, I was, some stuff came up, so I had to cancel. And they, would, they told me that they would put me on the first flight this year.
1: And it worked out because you're on flight 100.
2: Very lucky. It was waiting for me.
1: Jim Trier says his hope for this day is simple. I want to have fun with my comrades, he says. Have you been to the Wall before?
3: Uh, yes, I have. I've been there several times. Uh, my whole crew is on the Wall, except for me. So I go and visit them periodically.
1: And, and you were in Vietnam in 68, 69? Yeah, yes. And where did your,
3: where'd your comrades uh, lose their lives? Uh, well, they were all killed January 31st, 1969, and I was evacuated two days before for a gunshot wound, and uh, two days later the rest of the crew got killed, so I was lucky. I got shot and I was lucky.
2: Uh, as I look around this room, I see there's, you know, we have three World War II veterans and we say... Yeah. And to those vets, we say, thank you for saving the world. For the Korean vets, we have 11 here today. Yeah. And God bless you guys. And uh, my generation, the Vietnam vets. We not only say thank you for your service, but words that perhaps are five decades too late, but they're meaningful today. As we say from our hearts, welcome home.
1: Wayne Messmer offers his voice to set the mood.
0: God bless America, my home.
1: flight is aboard a southwest jet dubbed Freedom One. It wears the paint scheme of a waving American flag. Good morning from Washington, D.C. Arrival at Dulles is always a boisterous welcome, unanticipated by many of the vets. And as they board a six-bus caravan for our stops in the capital, humor, or more properly, attempts at humor, Break out. Most of the talking today
0: will be done by my assistant bus captain, Blaine. He's amazing. I get
1: to talk. We have to listen. (laughs) (laughs) There's always laughter, though perhaps not to comedy club level. Says one vet to his fellow passengers So, you know why we don't gamble in the jungle? No, why? Answer Because there are too many cheetahs. drive
0: around the
1: memorial. After a swing past the Marine Memorial and a brief stop at the Air Force Memorial, all the Honor Flight Chicago vets of Flight 100 assemble at the World War II Memorial, which honors the 16 million who served and the 400,000 who died.
0: Colors!
1: Oh, say can you see by
4: the dawn's early light
1: It is a picture that never fails to stir the soul. Veterans of different generations offering up their best snap salutes. Whose broad stripes and bright stars Most of the vets are standing at attention. Age requires some to sit. As you watch and listen, you wonder where their thoughts go. What is Malone Wilson thinking, remembering? Marine PFC Wilson is 99 years old. He was a Montford Point Marine, so named for the Marine base in North Carolina set up in 1942 when the decision was made to permit black recruits in the Marine Corps. The then commandant made clear he wanted no part of the Negro. Though men like Wilson were ready to serve and did. PFC Wilson was on Okinawa, when the war ended.
0: All Okinawa it was supposed to invade Tokyo the next day, and they dropped the bomb that night, and I didn't have to go.
1: When you heard that they dropped so the bomb... I,
0: I'm one of the lucky ones.
1: I know you are. So, When you I, heard that they dropped the bomb, did you think it was all over? That was going to be the end of the war?
0: No, I did. I didn't. Some somehow I had been in the Marine for a long, uh, it didn't matter to me. I, I was young then, so, hey, if I die, I die. It wasn't no big deal. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah was, but nobody wants to die. But, nobody wants to go But now, I said, I'm just so fortunate. You know, I said, I'm not one of those that didn't make it. And I was anxious to come. I said, God is good. That's great. God is good.
1: How old are you?
0: 99. And when is your birthday? November 28, 1922.
1: Congratulations. Thank you. From a younger generation, there is Bruce Hill, Special Forces in Vietnam. He had any number of close calls, but came home. His brother, also in Vietnam, did not. What were your missions?
4: Uh, Back then, they were top secret, and we went into Laos once we even launched from Thailand. When so. we were not supposedly in Laos, yeah. you were in Laos. Right, yes. Yeah, it's, it's all come out now, though. You've been here before, right? Oh, yeah. Hundreds. Okay, how
1: many times have you been here?
4: Well, with Honor Flight, I've been here probably at least 30 times. Okay. Not just Chicago, but some other hubs. And then I always come here two or three times a year.
1: Now, you lost your brother... Yes. I understand. Yeah. What were the circumstances for that?
4: He was a Huey helicopter pilot, Dust Off. Are you familiar with Dust Off? No, I'm not. It's a medical oh. evacuation. They go in to pick up wounded and dead. He went out looking for another chopper and they apparently both went down in real bad weather.
1: When where were you when you got that news?
4: I was home at my parents' house. I still remember two majors came to the front door and I opened it and even then I was still young it didn't even dawn on me initially I thought they were coming to talk to me about reenlisting or something and then I realized what it was yeah and then you just
1: you hit the floor after that No
4: no I didn't hit the floor but I said oh jeez because I had asked him several times not to volunteer to come to Vietnam
1: you ask your brother not to. Yeah,
4: because since I was there, he didn't have to go, but I knew he
1: would. When you go to the Wall, you look for
4: his name? Oh, yeah,
1: all the time. And you, you've scr- etched it many times, I suppose?
4: Several times. I leave something that my daughter Kim and I wrote for him. It'll be there today if you want to go to 7 West. made some more lifelong friends at the Wall, and uh, the Women's Memorial is very special it to is. me. Yeah. How so? Just because they were as young as most of the soldiers and they had to put up with ungodly situations every day. You see these young guys, call them men, but they were mostly boys, really.
1: Bruce and his daughter Kim leave beautifully written love essays at the base of the Vietnam Wall panel where Bobby Hill's name is etched in granite. Don Webster is a farm boy from Southern Illinois. Perhaps that explains why, at age 90, he chose to walk everywhere this day. He's been in Washington, D.C. once before, 60 years ago, as a kid, Don played with crystal sets, always had a knack for radio gear. Those skills would later come into play after he was drafted and sent to Korea in 1953. He was given top secret clearance to supervise an Army
2: mobile comm center, calling in coordinates for bombing missions. I went there in, in, De- in January of '53, and I think the war ceasefire ended about uh, August of '53.
1: When you were there, you were in charge of relaying coordinates, and you had to do that in a fashion that the enemy could not pick up what you were sending. So how did that work, and where were you when you did that?
2: Well, I was in charge of a, uh, a teletype station that, uh, that sent signals over the radio. It was teletype machines, that, and then it was encoded in a, a, a top-secrets encoding machine similar to the Enigma except more complicated and more secure and uh, asked for airstrikes. We'd give an a eight-digit uh, coordinate location and then the the, uh, the bombers or the the fighter planes would come and and strafe or, or bomb that, that location that we gave them. And
1: your office, so to speak, was in a mobile
2: van. Yes. Right? Right. So were
1: you then in line of fire were you at risk at any point in time
2: there's only one time that anything came close and about some some artillery shells landed about 50 yards from our location
1: that's kind of a wake-up call
2: yeah right
1: but nope but nobody was hurt though
2: no not that i know of i had a top secret security clearance that uh, i had to have to operate that equipment and send those kind of messages
1: so there, it took considerable know-how to operate this equipment.
2: Yes, the radio equipment, I I knew pretty much how to operate it, the re- receivers and the transmitters, but I had to learn typing on the job. So, but after a few months, I could I started out with nothing, and I, I was typing typing 60 words a minute. Oh, I, an and, expert typist. Well. It typed about almost all day long.
0: You were in
1: actually a, a truck of some Ru- sort. Yes. It's like a mobile unit.
2: Yes, it was a, a van about eight, eight feet by twelve feet on a bed of a two and a half ton truck, and it was it was locked and had a guard out, stationed outside of it to prevent anybody opening coming in. Were you camouflaged in any way? We had a, a net over the 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 whole truck to camouflage it. And one of the highlights of your
1: stay there, apart from doing your duty, was you had an important visitor, or at least an attractive visitor, <laughs> oh. who came in. Tell me about that.
2: Oh, well, Marilyn Monroe landed at our uh, headquarters location. And uh, I went up and with a camera and took some pictures of her as she was getting off of the helicopter and, and returning. But then she went to a uh, stadium, and and entertain the other troops, but I I didn't go into that part of it. Well, you
1: had the up-close-and-personal version, right? You took some pictures, too. Yes, I did, yeah. Did
2: she cheer the troops? I think so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Of particular interest to Don on this day is, of course, the Korean Veterans Memorial, which is undergoing a renovation and addition What's called the Wall of Remembrance is being readied for dedication in late July. It includes 100 panels bearing the names of over 36,000 Americans and 7,000 South Korean troops killed in action. Like the Vietnam Wall, it personifies those who were lost. Retired Army General John Tullelli is the board chairman of the Korean War Veterans Memorial Foundation.
2: It will educate over 4 million visitors here each year on the cost of freedom and the cost of war. And most importantly, it will honor and pay homage to those who paid the ultimate sacrifice, their lives for freedom.
1: Among the korean Air vets on Flight 100 is Elaine Ansbro, who joined the Air Force with a wish to one day fly. Airman Second Class Ansborough in 1954 was assigned to ground control and warning for the Eastern Division of NORAD. She stood at a large plexiglass wall and would plot aircraft positions for officers who were on the other side of the plexiglass. That meant Elaine had to perfect the skill of riding backwards.
3: We all thought we were going to be uh, control tower operators. And we get back to tech training or to tech to, to Mississippi, and we find out that we're in radar. <laughs> so that's how it all started. And of course, we had a lot of a lot of guys down there, tra- you know, being trained too, but much more than the women.
1: What was that like being a woman with a bunch of men around crazy. learning a tech?
3: <laughs> crazy, crazy, yeah.
1: How, how crazy?
3: Oh, we had a teacher there that was nutty, and he liked to uh, scare the girls. We had to learn how to, to, watch, to uh, watch blips, too. We also had to learn to write, read back, write backwards, and we didn't know why. We got to the duty station and we're, we're up between a, what was 12 by 12 foot plexiglass screen with a big map on it.
1: So you were writing backwards so the men behind you could see positions of aircraft.
3: Right, we went into this blockhouse and that was like 12 feet, 12 feet of uh, cement walls. <laughs> and it was very strange at first, but. No, we were there to do the plotting, and it was called in to us by uh, outposts of the guys that were actually looking at the blips.
1: All right, so you've got to turn this around really quickly so the men can see behind, or your commanders can see behind you. Right. So how difficult was it to learn to write backwards?
3: Um, Not really. Not really difficult. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we started doing it, you know, in tech school, too. And we asked, well, what do we got to do this for? all the teacher would tell us was, "You'll see," you know, because he knew. Did you excel? Uh, I think so. I think all the all the girls that were there were excelling. Yeah.
1: You still find yourself writing backwards every once in a while. No.
3: But, <laughs> I, but I could but, do it. But you could do it.
1: Tell me what it was like being a woman working in a largely masculine world and sometimes a cruel masculine world. Yeah,
3: there were there were very few of the guys that were cruel, though. You know. Once in a while, I remember going into the, to the, uh, to the mess hall one time, and I waited for him to open the door. And he said, hey, you joined this man's army, open your own darn door. <laughs> but that was probably the worst. They were all good guys. Well, that's
1: fairly docile, though. Yeah,
3: yeah. But, uh, yeah, they, they were all good.
1: Now, what did today mean to you?
3: Oh, my gosh, I was blown away. It was so beautiful. It really was. And I didn't ever think I would do it.
1: You had a you had a good experience today, though. This
3: was fabulous. Everybody was so beautiful.
1: Hey, Elaine, yeah. not over yet.
3: Oh, no, what?
1: Can't tell you.
3: Oh, no.
1: You'll enjoy it. OK. All right. Yes, this is a day of surprises. Aboard Freedom One for the flight home we observe tradition.
2: Good evening everyone on Honor Flight Chicago Flight 100. We're headed home after a really long and amazing day.
4: So we have a tradition here at Honor Flight Chicago, and that's on the flight home, we want to make you feel even more special than you felt all day. What did you look forward to most when you were away from home, when you were either in the field
0: or at a base away from home? What did you look forward to most? That's right, mail. It's mail call, mail call. We have mail for each and every veteran on this plane.
2: David Adams, Alfonso Aguilar,
3: Bruce Allison.
1: Every vet gets a packet of mail thanking them for their service. And the messages from family are the ones held most dear. Vietnam vet Dom Calamino. May I ask what little nuggets you're finding in your mailbag?
2: My grandkids. Sent me two letters, my granddaughters. This is really cool. This is really cool. What do they say to you? They're just proud of me, and they, they want to hit, when I get back home, they want to hear the stories, how the day went, and so on and so forth. Yeah, this is, this is outstanding.
1: That's quality time with the kids, isn't it? Yes, it, it is. <laughs> when we arrive at the
3: gate, Look out the window. The Chicago Midway
2: Airport Fire Department is honoring us with a water cannon salute to all of the veterans arriving at the flight Flight Chicago.
1: It's the end of a long day. Time to raise the decibel level. Huge crowd of family and friends is here to scream, welcome home. While they may be fatigued, and they have every right to be, the vets don't show it. They are energized. Many with tears in their eyes. Home! <laughs> After a COVID-forced absence, the Frankfurt Brass Band is back. Farm boy Donnie Webster, remember, he's 90 walks the whole way, eyes on the crowd, looking for his family, and finally, there they are. This is kind of the whipped
2: cream on the on the pie, isn't it? Yes, it is, yeah. Did you, you... expect this? No, I didn't. I didn't expect so many people here. So
1: well, who do you have? You have your family, you have uh,
2: friends? Yeah, my grandda- grandkids and neighbors and a lot, a lot of people that I I don't even know if they ha- why they they came or why
1: because uh, they like you or how they, how
2: they know I was on this. Oh, uh, we have ways. <laughs> I, what does it, it mean to you, Don, to have them here now? Uh, it's amazing, really surprising.
1: Better than pictures of Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, I wouldn't say that. <laughs>
1: Air Force fighter pilot Captain Dave Adams flew nearly 250 sorties during his service in the Vietnam War. This is his moment with family. You know how this works, and you know, but yeah, you get to walk the walk this time. I did, so I do. Can you tell me what that was like, Dave. Oh, awesome, awesome. From the time we got off the airplane, it's great, just great. Brings tears
2: to the <laughs> eyes. <laughs> and our family my family was here.
1: Makes it all worthwhile. Uh, It really does, Paul. Larry Bettenhausen was a heavy equipment operator for the Army. He spent the better part of three years in Vietnam, 68 to 71. Welcome home, Larry. Hey, Uncle Larry Bettenhausen.
2: Yes, that's right. You're
1: going to let the joy of this wear off real quick,
2: or are you going to savor it for a long time? I'm going to savor it, and I'm going to take uh, the sketching I did off the wall of my farmer friend Robert Allen McAllister. He died as a Marine in, uh, in Vietnam. When I was halfway through basic, he got drafted before me. And I tell you, he, he was a real, real good soldier.
1: At that moment when you did the etching, you're thinking of him, of course.
2: God, yes, I lost it. You understand what I'm saying? I, I do. It really touched me. And it's
1: it's something... It's it's with me the rest of my life. Mission 100 now goes in the Honor Flight Chicago history book. It was special. But then, each and every mission is special for those being honored and for those who are privileged to say, welcome home. We hope you found today's Honor, Thank, Inspire episode to be moving and meaningful. If you did, please consider sharing this podcast and make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. The impact Honor Flight Chicago has on the lives of our veterans and their families is made possible by the generosity of our donors. To support our mission, to find our veteran application, to volunteer, or simply for more information, please visit us at honorflightchicago.org.